0: Welcome to Off the Board Sports. We are three professional sports handicappers. In each podcast episode, we will give three to five free sport picks to our listeners. We will also dive into the hottest sports topics around the globe and offer our opinions. Let's get right into our show before our picks are taken off the board. Welcome back to another edition of Off the Board Sports. As week 12, big NFL game, big divisional games. And teams fighting for a playoff spot. As we all know, there are some key injuries at the quarterback position in the NFL. So we're going to be breaking down the three main games, Buffalo and Philadelphia. That's a big marquee game later on today. As also as an early start game in Jacksonville and the Houston Texans that are on the rise. And everybody's talking about C.J. Stroud and what a great rookie season he's having. And also the third and final game is Cleveland goes to Denver to face the Red Hot Broncos that have won four in a row and another big game for the Cleveland Browns as they continue to win with that dominating defense. But first, let's get into yesterday's action and the college football world, Ohio State-Michigan. Michigan has beaten Ohio State three straight years, and this game was really close, competitive, not like the last two, but Michigan edged them out in the fourth quarter, also around... The other rivalry games there. Washington wins on the last second field goal as they squeak by and set up the Pac twelve championship in Oregon and Washington the rematch of an outstanding game in Seattle this season. This one will be played in Vegas. And Juan, what was your biggest uh takeaway yesterday? Georgia Tech and the Yellow Jackets kept it well within the twenty four and a half for us to cash another ticket yesterday as well. Yeah, well I like the Iron Bowl. Yeah, as I was just going to mention, I liked a lot of the underdogs yesterday in these rivalry games. They way too many points. We'll get into the Georgia game. We'll get into the Alabama game, the Washington game. But I also loved Kentucky against Louisville. And I said it yesterday, if they can uh, control the time of possession against that Louisville offense, keep their offense off the field and keep their offense making plays and converting on third downs, and they certainly did. And um, you look you look at Louisville in that fourth quarter, that big turnover, and you saw Ray Davis with the big run who went in up seven. Again, Leary played okay. He only threw the ball 22 times. They tried to really go on the ground. But Louisville, again, they lost the turnover battle, and Kentucky capitalized on their opportunities. They really did a good job on Daron Jordan, Louisville's top rusher. And Jake Plummer, you know what he does. He scrambles when the play breaks down, and they kept him in the pocket for the most part. Yeah, let's get into the game. Ohio State and Michigan, this was uh, competitive, like I said. Really the story of the game was the two turnovers in Kyle McCord and J.J. McCarthy played another excellent game. Nothing out really outstanding in his performance. 16 out of 20, 148 yards, 156 yards on the ground. As Blake Corum has added two more touchdowns, he's up to 22 on the season. But like I said, Michigan, Ohio State, had a chance late they weren't able to get off the field. This was a very clean game. You look at the penalties. Ohio State had one penalty for 5 yards, Michigan 3 for 34. But again, it came down to turnovers. The 2 for Ohio State, 0 for Michigan. And they were able to run the ball out them on late run the ball out on them late and uh, kicked a meaningless field goal. I mean not a meaningless field goal, but I guess they had two right there at that spot. And Ohio State was driving late. They were not unable to get into the end zone as, yes, Kyle McCord was picked off on his second pick of the day. Uh, but anything that stood out to you yesterday in this game? Yeah, well, you know, Michigan just owns Ohio State the last three years. Um, it's kind of resiliency what they've done to this team after Ohio State's won eight straight against them. But they've turned the table on them, and you talked about, the quarterback play, neither quarterback really stood out yesterday. I mean, Kyle McCord played pretty well with those two costly and, uh, INTs. Yeah, I forgot to mention um, about, was the the tight, difference maker. about the tight ends in the passing game. I said that on both of these teams, they love to go in the tight ends. Loveland was the leading receiver yesterday, uh, 5 for 88, and had a big catch in the final drive. He moved the chains, and Stover for Ohio State was 3 for 42. Uh, really didn't get him involved a lot, as, again, it's tough on these both defenses, but Marvin Harrison had a five-catch day for 118 yards and a TD. Uh, Did a really good job on him, I thought, for most of the game. But uh, let's move forward to the other games, Juan. Like I said, Michigan's going to the Big Ten Championships yet again and a college football playoff for them as they will take care of Iowa next week. Yeah, they certainly will, and me and another future for me in the Big Ten with Michigan. But let's be getting back into Alabama-Auburn. and This was a barn burner. This was one of the greatest games yesterday. Everyone thought... Auburn, after losing to New Mexico State, didn't stand a chance. But let me tell you something. This is their biggest game of the year. It's the Iron Bowl. These two teams always play close games. And yesterday was the same story. Um, Auburn, with their backup quarterback, uh, Peyton Thorne, did what he could. Yeah, he's horrible. He was 5 out of 16 for 91 well, yards. This Auburn's offense was yeah. horrible if you just look at the stats in the, in, the, in the box. I mean, look what they've done. They really just had to rely on the running game. They had 250 yards on the ground. Alabama did not stop it. If it wasn't broken, why fix it? And they just kept pounding away against them. But Alabama, give Jalen Milrow tons of credit with the game-winning touchdown. As, uh 32 seconds. What a throw that was in the back uh, and left, on yeah. left side of the end zone. But uh, what a throw that was of uh, Jalen Milrow. And uh, Alabama is certainly... Riding this momentum, this big victory into uh, Atlanta this week against yeah, Atlanta, it was fourth. Georgia. It was fourth and goal from around the thirtieth. That was very surprising. Yep. Uh, obviously, they had to go to the end zone, but Auburn was unable to stop them like they have and they weren't able to do most of the day yesterday. But yeah, going into this one, everyone thought it was going to be a blowout, a, a lock for Alabama. But Auburn, you got to give them credit again. Nothing in the passing game. But they had 244 yards on the ground, and you don't really see that against a Bama defense. Their defense has not been the same since Kirby Smart has left that program. But they've been getting by and winning games. Again, they got a big showdown next week in Atlanta. We'll see how they match up against the Dogs. Uh, but tons of credit for Auburn hanging around in this one. I I said plus 14 as well. But uh, going into the other games, one we had a barn burner in. Stillwater, that a lot of people in Norman was watching this game, hoping that the Sooners will match up against their rivals in Texas. Unfortunately, it went to double overtime. BYU had a huge lead in this one, twenty-four to six, and we're not we're not we're not able to cap it off in overtime. As a Ollie Gordon had a big day, five touchdown day for the best running back in the land. One. Yeah, give credit to BYU. They played in that first half, but you knew Oklahoma State, what was at stake for them, was going to play extremely tough in that second half on the comeback, and certainly they did that. They limit the turnovers. They limit the sloppy plays. They cleaned that up, and they gave themselves a chance to win in overtime, double overtime for that matter. And they got the job done. I mean, everyone would have loved to see Oklahoma, Texas, one more time uh, at the end of this year. But it wasn't meant to be. It would have been a perfect story. But um, Oklahoma State, like I said, they made plays late. And um, give BYU credit, they were a big underdog in this game. But uh, let's get into the Apple Cup quickly. Again, Washington squeaks by another week. They're running out of times in these uh, close yeah. games. Three-point game again. Uh, the storm is coming. They got Oregon next week in Vegas. Big favorite for Oregon right now all across the books at minus 8.5. I'm not sure if Michael Panix Jr. is dealing with an injury. Was he injured against Washington State? Everything indication that he's not injured. So um, I'm not sure why that line is so, so high right now. I'm sure it's going to come down as the week goes. But um, what were your thoughts on this game again? They squeaked by another uh, Washington yeah state they team. certainly did i knew washington state was trying to get bowl eligible this game and it's a big rivalry yet again the apple cup like we've mentioned and they came up short but i knew they were going to come in and play hard against uh, the rival you know with all that's going with the realignment and Washington going to the big 10 washington state was one of the most vocal teams in the pac-12 about that and they knew they wanted to come in and, and try to get a bowl obviously but play well against a rival and they certainly did and Juan, you mentioned the line next week. I looked at uh pre-game, uh, after-game reports, everything like that. I didn't see a key injury for Washington in any of the uh, reports there. So uh, yeah, maybe it's, it is Michael Penix. Maybe he has been dealing with something all year. He hasn't looked good the last four or five weeks outside the USC game. Uh, but we'll see. That's that's definitely a big, big point spread after. This game was a slight it uh, was a favorite for Washington the first time they played at minus three. So Yeah there's gotta be bri- something there. Yeah, breaking news right now. We just had a lot of drama in the Mountain West. Who was gonna yeah, what happened? be playing this Saturday? They were gonna do a three way team, Boise in. State, UNLV, San Jose State via computer analytics. And it looks like it just announced a few moments ago. It's going to be Boise State and UNLV. Wow. They get the luck of the draw, and those teams will be playing for the Mountain West Championship. Yeah, well, that goes good for me. Again, uh, another one of our guys here, uh, we had Boise State in the Mountain West. San Jose State, give them a ton of credit. Yeah. Had a start off real bad. Had a couple of tough games against Oregon State and USC. Yeah. One in five, but they got on a hot streak and won five games in a row, knocking off some teams in Mountain West play as well. Great season for them. And uh, way to close it out for them. But moving forward, one uh, any other games you want to touch on? Florida State got a good win and is undefeated still, and uh, going to be up for another debate. You know, do they move up ahead of Washington now after a big win in the swamp, or uh, how does how do you see that going in the college football rankings on Tuesday? Well, right now you got to go Georgia one still in my opinion. You got to go um, possibly Michigan will overleap them after beating Ohio State, but either one will be one two. Ohio State's out. Or, excuse me, Michigan and Georgia would be 1-2. And then, of course, you got Washington at 3. And then, of course, the fourth team would probably Florida State right now, which they're undefeated, going to be playing Louisville. And then I'll have Oregon, Texas right behind them with Alabama. But, yeah, there's certainly going to be a lot of drama playing over the next few weeks after championship Saturday next week. And um, we'll see how it all plays out and how these teams do in their championship games. But um, uh, time will tell. Final topic before moving on to the NFL today: Heisman. As we had Jaden Daniels, I had him beginning of the year, yeah. And Bo Nix, as the odds are not updated yet, they'll they, be updated they tomorrow. Updated. They are updated on Fanduel. Okay, well, what are they? I haven't had a Bo Nix is a minus one fifty. Jaden Daniels is a plus one twenty five. Oh. I knew Bo Nix was going to overleap him, especially how he played oh. against Oregon State. But, again, this one could go either way. It's just going to be what the voters yeah. see in their eyes. It's going to be one of the closest Heisman races ever. It certainly um, is. But I, I'm going to give it to Bo, though, just edging him out slightly. Yeah, Bo Nix has had a tremendous season, and all the credit to him, rejuvelating himself, changing his game a little bit after leaving Auburn. But Jaden Daniels, kind of the same thing, leaving Arizona State at LSU. Uh, quickly looking at the stats, though, 3,800 yards, 40 TDs, 4 INTs, number one in QBR, uh thousand eleven hundred yards rushing 8.4 yards per carry that's one in the land yes more than running backs 10 touchdowns and he plays maybe in a slightly better conference i know the pac 12 was up this year uh i know lsu and nine and three had a couple of key losses early in the year alabama florida state ole miss it wasn't his fault he played outstanding that game but uh, again, yesterday he was a good game, 16 out of 24, 235, four TDs, turnover free, 11 carries for 120. Uh, it's going to be, we know how the Heisman voting is, a lot of people don't agree with it. 600 votes, uh, Way the odds for saying it, it can go maybe one or two votes uh, one to one guy. Yeah, I believe it will be decided within five votes at the most, but um, we'll see. It's going to be uh, coming up in a couple weeks. Um, let's get into a big NFL Sunday. Yep. We've got some big divisional games. Let's get into my only free pick of the day, Jacksonville and Houston division uh, game, like I just mentioned. Jacksonville already lost one time to them. They need this game because Texas wins. Um, they're going to be uh, in the lead with a two-game advantage over Jacksonville in the division, so that's going to be a big, big boost for them. Give me Jacksonville minus one on the road, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to outplay C.J. Stroud, but um, he'll be turnover free, and uh, he'll get the offense uh, going up and down the field. Yeah, like I said, the Texans are rising in the NFL with C.J. Stroud. They have a lot of emotion coming in this one, already beating Jacksonville. Jacksonville knows that. These two teams have won the last four out of five games, two of the hottest teams in the AFC right now. But I think the game's going to come down on the defensive side of the ball. Jacksonville's very good there. They have been all year. Uh, Houston and C.J. Stroud looked good for most of this year until the three interceptions against the Cardinals. He made some bad yeah, decisions uh, in the end zone. Uh, 14 balls now that what uh, was expected of him. So there's no surprise there. It was going to happen uh, sooner than later, and it happened later for him in the season. But he has to clean that up if they have their give themselves a uh, chance to win that game. Yeah, and I think Jacksonville does win today as well. Yeah. I think Trevor Lawrence in the running game when ATN gets involved. The Texans' defense has been okay this year, but they're missing some guys. Tua Tua, the rookie out of Alabama. Will Anderson's banged up a little bit. Most likely he'll play. Jimmy Ward, the safety probable, but he'll play. Noah Brown out today. That's a key loss for them in the yeah. passing game. Devin Singletary's got to get the running game going for them. Uh, but like I said, I think Jacksonville gets uh, this win and go 8-3. and three. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly they're trying to get a bye in the yeah. AFC, so they need to start winning They're in games. the running for the one um, seed if uh, you might have a chance at that possibly we see how everything pans out it's really stacked though like i said yeah especially in the afc any other games on the sunday you got the chiefs raiders after the chief lost the eagles yeah the raiders are five and six they're fighting for our spot themselves um what do you see this game in vegas the spread is nine and a half well this is one of my uh, only free pick as well we only have a one free pick away uh, today and i like the chi- uh, excuse me i like the raiders here uh plus 10 i think this uh, spreads a little high kansas city over the last couple of seasons have been one of the worst teams against the spread especially this big double digit spread so you look at Mahomes, homes uh again that was a disappointing loss there at home against the eagles uh look good in the first half but really the second half and the second half for the chiefs all season long they haven't been able to put up points you imagine the raiders with antonio pierce how they've looked the last three games Went down to Miami, was competitive that one, had a chance to win. O'Connell has played okay, hasn't been great for them. Uh, but Mason Crosby's doubtful today. you got some guys that are banged up in the secondary. Uh, but I like the Raiders. I think it's too much for a divisional game. And Patrick Mahomes hasn't really got the passing game going, his receivers, dropping balls, things like that. Uh, I think it's going to be like a tight game here in Vegas. Yeah, certainly Antonio Pierce will have his guys up for this division battle. A yep. um, couple other games that are very good in the afternoon and the night. Buffalo going to Philadelphia, riding high the Eagles' best record in the NFL right now at 9 and 1. Um, what do you see, Josh Allen? Do you think Josh Allen, you know, he's just a turnover machine at times throughout his career in this season, this far? But do you think they have any chance? The line is minus three to Philly. They're yeah. favoring Buffalo on the road here. Um, what are your thoughts on it? You think Buffalo uh, wins this game? Do You think the Eagles are come out sloppy in that first half after that big emotional win over Kansas City? Yeah, certainly. And yeah, like we mentioned, they're nine and one. They've been the best team in football all season long. Jalen Hurts uh, has played okay. He's cleaned up the turnovers over the cap- last couple of weeks. Looking more uh, mobile in the pocket, getting out. He was dealing with that knee injury, as we all know. But uh, you look at Buffalo here, four and seven against the spread. The Eagles are six and two against the spread. I just don't trust Josh Allen. I think he'll have success in the passing game with that secondary. The Eagles are still a little bit banged up. They're getting healthy though, uh, but I think Buffalo's going to find a way in moving forward this season. I think they got to run the ball, and they haven't had that this season for them. I mean, they've had an okay running back, but we know what Allen's going to do. He's going to scramble. He's going to make plays. Jalen Hurts will do the same. Uh, but it's going to always been the question for me with him with the running uh, the turnovers, like we mentioned, twelve ints. Uh, so that's going to be key here, but I like the Eagles at home. Yeah, and then, of course, we got the Sunday night matchup. Baltimore goes out west to face the Los Angeles Chargers. This is win or die for uh, Brandon Stanley, in my opinion. They lose another primetime game versus a superior opponent. What are your thoughts on it? Do they get the win today? against a very good uh, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, this line started at four and a half. A lot of the sharp money is coming down the Chargers here at home on prime time. Uh, I don't understand why the Chargers have looked bad. And uh, we all know here we don't believe in Brandon Staley for one bit. We haven't been on this team for the last three seasons. Uh, They've made big uh, acquisitions in the defensive uh, side of the ball with Mack and Bosa, but they haven't really uh, played well. We all know what happened to Mark Andrews. That was a big loss. He's out for the year. Uh, Zay flowers probable but the bigger question here for me on the charger side of the ball uh, are they able gonna are they going to be able to stop Lamar Jackson today on the running game the passing game they were one of the worst defenses in all of football and we saw last week in the press conference where Staley, was like, I'm calling the defense. He doesn't want to make a change on that. He's been calling the defense ever since he's got there. They've been horrible. Uh, So I think uh, Baltimore's defense is better, one of the top defenses in the NFL. They'll get after Herbert. They'll make a couple mistakes. I like the Ravens. Yeah, I totally agree with you on this last game of the day. I think the Ravens blow them out, to be quite honest. Lamar Jackson will be too much to handle for that mediocre defense of Los Angeles at the most. I think it's a big day for Lamar Jackson and the running game for uh, Edwards as well as um, some of the playmakers. on the wrong, Zane, the, wrong, uh, the young rookie, Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell as well as Zane Flowers out in uh, the receiving positions. But that's going to be joining us for today. Um, you got our two free picks, the only two free picks of the day. We're going to be recapping these games. And, again, we have a big week next week with college football implications with the championship games in the Power 5 conferences. Uh, good luck. Join us next Thank week. Thank you Come for on. listening to Off the Board Sports. For any inquiries regarding our paid services, please email us at offtheboardsports at gmail.com. We invite you to follow us on Twitter at OhTheBoardSports and Instagram at OffTheBoardSports. Thank you and best of luck.